Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 623 with our review of Project Power. I'm Christopher Shinezi. And I'm Stephen Miller. And I'm David Klein. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. Um, so, yeah, we are here to talk about the latest film coming to Netflix. And this seemed like a, you know, a fun, action-packed film that we could all like kind of get around. It was like, why not have David Klein come back to help us review this? Because he is, he is like the person to bring on for all wild uh, action films that we can watch. I mean, would you say that's true, David? I think I think it's becoming a trend. Uh, I usually lean towards Badge or our Butler movies, but you know, I'm always down for a Jamie Fox <laughs> flick. Yeah. Have we had a good Badge or Butler movie in a while? Uh, I I suppose the last one was the Nuclear Submarine one, which was horrible. <laughs> Not mm. as bad as Geostorm, but uh, yikes! And we have a new one coming out this yeah. year. Greenland, I believe. Is the, is Greenland different than Geostorm, but he just goes to Greenland instead of staying wherever he stayed in Geostorm? In Geostorm, he is one of the world's most talented, smartest, famous scientists who invented yes. the array of satellites. In Geo in uh, Greenland, I think he's just a bro. Oh, he's just he's just a, mm. an everyday guy. Yeah, he's just a guy. He probably has like a hammer and a, and like works on this truck. Geostorm was so bad. I think, Chris, you never saw it, right? You were on vacation in Carson, and I reviewed it without you. Yeah, yeah, that one I, I had skipped. <laughs> that was, a, I think, a, a plot-driven person especially would find it infuriating what that movie tried to do with his character. <laughs> I, do, I don't even want to, to start on Geostorm. No, let's not go there. I, so I'm sorry for even bringing up Gerard Butler, because, you know, Angel Has Fallen was also pretty bad. I'm a big Has Fallen fan, and yeah. that was definitely the third out of the three, and also the third movie, but... <laughs> Yeah, Jamie Foxx, I think uh, Jamie Foxx underrated. We need more Jamie Foxx movies. I've yeah. been a fan since, uh, what's the one way, way, way back in the Horrible day? Horrible Bosses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you love that movie. He is great in that. <laughs> no, the one with Vivica, Vivica Fox and he and his friend are trying to get laid. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was very funny. Obviously, that was one I watched many times growing up because uh, it was call. so funny. Yes, very funny movie. <laughs> yeah. That and also, of course, any given Sunday. I mean, big Jamie Foxx fan. Right. Yeah, well, we're going to see maybe uh, what the test of your Jamie Foxx fandom is when we get into our review of Project Power. Uh, so what do you say we do that right now, guys? Let's do it. Yep. All right. We are going to take a listen to the trailer for Project Power, and then we're going to come back and give you a review. Power, power, speak a little loud. There was a pill. They could give you five minutes. So they get it. I'm embedded with the power. Of pure power. I'm embedded with the power. Would you take it? You don't know who I am or what I'm about, but I'll do anything. Find that source. Listen to my voice. Am I lying? Welcome to Project Power. Our goal is simple. The next evolution of the human species. You ever taken one of those before? It can make you strong. Make you invisible. You never know what your power is until you try it. You push that power, don't you? Yeah. On the streets, they're talking about superpowers, but they're not talking about how one hit could kill you. What's the plan now? You took something from me. I gotta get it back. Something? No, someone. This thing is tearing our city apart. Your kid has something to do with it. Where do you think they got the formula from? They have my daughter. Maybe we can work together on this. Still got the pills on you? It's about to get real noisy. So that's your power. First, we stabilize it. Then we weaponize it. Power goes to where it always goes. To the people that already have it. They think they can just test their product on my city? We'll let them see what happens. I thought we were like Batman and Robin. 
Batman and Robin. That's a movie. This is real life. We doing this. Yes, you are. Woo! All right. So that was the trailer for Project Power. Um, basically, in the world of this film, there is this, uh, we'll call it a drug that you can take that'll give you five minutes of a somewhat random power that you can wield um, until the drug like wears off. And there is a group of people trying to figure out where the drug's coming from. And... Uh, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll just if, leave if it, it lasts more than four hours, uh, then you're supposed to call a doctor. I think. <laughs> <laughs> good, very good. David Klein. Yes. What did you think of this Jamie Fox film? <laughs> I was a little cold on it the first round, but then I decided, you know what? Maybe I missed something, and I watched it a second time. Uh, yeah, maybe I was so confused because, you know, I was paying attention to the wrong things like the words and the actions <laughs> of the character. So the second time around, I thought, OK, I'll get this. And you know what? I liked it the second time more because I knew what to ignore and what to actually pay attention to and what to just not care about because those things they just never follow up on or don't explain. Uh, I'm a big rules person, especially in uh, sci-fi fantasy kind of stuff. There are so many questions about the rules in this movie. They, it's so vague, and it drives me so crazy when there's just bad rules or rules that are inconsistent or just uh, – this, this is a tough one. Uh, I think we need to put this movie into a bucket of other movies that are you know, straight to video, you know, right on Netflix – that are coming out during this insane time we're living in. Uh, if you are unaware, right now there is a pandemic. Um, it's amazing that I recorded with y'all a few months ago and <laughs> we're still here. Um, but yeah, any it's like any kind of content is a good thing in this world. This one was pretty tough. Um, not terrible because I think there's some very interesting visuals that I think were innovative and just something I never even seen before. But I also think we need to talk about how special effects, while they get better every year, also get worse in some ways. And I can, I'm starting to see not just in this movie, but in other movies too. I'm starting to see a lot more green screen on things that used to not have green screen. And it's really frustrating. Uh, I don't know how this is, how it's just becoming more obvious. There's one example where Jamie Foxx, uh, and this is not a spoiler, is like holding on to a, a, a railing, and you could just see he's not yeah. holding on to a railing. You can see he's not there. It's so frustrating. But anyways. I, I, I hate to break this to you, David, but. Uh, it's always been green screen? What? No, no. I was just going to say that pretty soon there won't be a single shot in any movie that isn't just green screen <laughs> because sad. that's the life well, we live in, in the credits of this movie it um, said like 95 percent filmed on location in new orleans and i don't know what like did they new have orleans, a green screen yeah. in new orleans they were using yeah well that's what they're doing if you watch behind the scenes now they will set up a green screen on the city block yeah, there's a great twitter thing i saw on twitter of how they filmed uh, american pickle and yeah they've got a green screen right on the in new york city street uh, what I love about this movie is a unexpected buddy cop movie, and that uh, especially if it's between like an adult and a minor, I think those are always fun. I'm super into that. Uh, I think the 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 real star of this movie is a young woman. I think she was very entertaining. Uh, so yeah, this movie had a lot of good qualities. Uh, a big, big bad guy problem where it was like, who's the bad guy? What's the motivation? What's going on here? I just was confused. So anyways, I think I think thought uh, was the bad guy thought. Yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. You just have to enjoy the visuals of this movie. Uh, and I'd, I can't wait to talk about a, a couple of them that were particularly just like, whoa, that's so different. So uh, I, I I'm, I'm into it. I, I, I look forward to chatting about this. All right, Stephen, what were your thoughts? Okay, so this was very dumb, for sure. I, I mentioned before I didn't watch a trailer before seeing this, so I truly, I, I knew that Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Jamie Foxx were in it. I knew it was vaguely super-ish. Like, like I, I knew enough to not need to see a trailer. Um, 
it was very dumb. It felt more like a pilot of a TV show to me than it did like a movie in its own right. But I think it would have been like a kick-ass pilot of a superhero TV show. Um, this movie is all style and no substance at all. Like, it is just a vibe. It's like a look and feel and a bunch of like music drops and actors who are chewing scenery and having fun. And the story is dumb as shit. It, does, it doesn't mean, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I liked it more than Bloodshot. I definitely liked it more than Bloodshot. I think I had more fun. Maybe quarantine oh, yeah. has just gotten to me more <laughs> now where I I appreciate the need for these mindless type of movies. But I liked the the energy of this. I thought it was it was never not fun for me. It was always like zipping between scenes. There was always some kind of fun, albeit kind of not great set piece around the corner. You know, there, there's some guy who's, you know, somebody's going to take the pill and a new power is going to pop up. And for the next like four minutes, you're going to deal with it and then it'll go away and the movie will be moving on to something else. And like when you get into that rhythm and you just don't care about anything else, it, it's fine. It, it, it's completely fine. Um, the plot, I think, is not only dumb, but very hard to follow and like morally very tricky uh, there are characters you root for in this movie that do like terrible things <laughs> routinely horrible, the casualties in this movie <laughs> while characters aim for their act of vengeance or their final destination it's crazy it's ridiculous like we watch so many people die who didn't have to die um that that is a yes. little bit crazy it also feels like a movie where it was originally like two plus hours and they just cut a lot of it to trim it down because like like, there's a phrase that Jamie Foxx's character repeats, like, am I lying? That feels like it's supposed to be, like, <laughs> this is the through line, this is bookending, like, what we know about him, it's how he announces who he is. Didn't mean anything to me. Like, whatever they were trying to tee up, like, it didn't, it wasn't a catchphrase the way that they wanted it to be a catchphrase. It felt very forced, and, like, 20 minutes yeah. of the movie were cut that would have, like, justified the use of the phrase a little bit more. Um I, I don't think it even would have justified it, though, because it, it, it feels like he saw Joseph Gordon-Levitt get his uh, Clint Eastwood impression, and he's like, hey, I want a tagline, yeah. too. <laughs> but the tagline for him could have been, do you have any gum? Like, it was so <laughs> inconsequential and not proven as to why he was even saying it. It was yeah. random. I, I, I love that you mentioned the vibe of this movie, by the way, because I think that's a good way of putting it. However, I feel like the vibe between the 30, first 30 minutes and the remaining of the movie was – two completely different vibes. The first 30 minutes was super colorful in a way that was not yeah. – was abnormal. Uh, things had bright lights on them that made no – like Jamie Foxx's shirt is glowing Hell red yeah. in one scene and he's <laughs> It's the tail he's light for his little uh, truck. <laughs> no, no way. Come on. He looks like a giant glow stick and it's ridiculous. But then they kind of just abandoned that part way through. No, it was I really weird. It had way more – it had way more of like a, a comic book vibe in the first 30 minutes, I feel like, where it was all splashes of color, very heightened, very intense. It was it was like yeah. a like a bright version of Sin City or something like it felt heavily stylized to me in a way in a way that oh, I enjoyed. Yeah. And then you're right. It does by the end start to just mold into this like, you know, the, the Netflix look like it the looks like game. everything else. But for a while, I like the splash of yeah. color a lot. I agree with you, too. I think the girl uh, Dominic Fishback yeah. is like the actual MVP of this movie. Uh, I haven't really seen her in very much because I I never saw The Hate You Give. Uh, she starred in a couple other things. I, she is in The Deuce. I like her from that. I was trying to put my finger on it for a while. Um, but I don't... Which one's The Deuce? Is that the HBO show? Yeah, yeah. The uh, Dave Simon HBO show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she plays someone named Donna yeah. in that. Uh, but like, she is really good, especially because she is holding her own against Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who are like the clear draws of the movie. But I feel like she's also the moral light of the movie, which is a cliche, you know, having the the young girl be like the moral center. But still, it it helped carry me when other people behave in ways that seemed reprehensible to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it is not good. It, it isn't a very good movie. But I had like plenty of fun with it in quarantine. I was totally fine. And it is it's like in and out before you know. What what happened like I, i'm not that surprised you watched it twice because like it passes right through you <laughs> <laughs> yeah no this is exactly like bloodshot it's exactly like extraction i would argue it's exactly like old guard where 10 minutes after you watch it it's gone it's just nothing it won't impact you at all except for the couple of scenes that i thought were very innovative but 
Yikes. Well, it's interesting. You used a lot of words there, including dumb, but then I think there were also <laughs> yeah. some compliments. It's good so. dumb to me. It's, like, it, it, it's the kind of dumb that I enjoy. It's good. Go. Oh, a, a good bad movie is the mm. best kind of movie. Chris looks very uncomfortable. <laughs> well, David, you you almost stepped on my thunder there for a second. I will say... So sorry. This is exactly like Old Guard, so much so that this is literally... This film is literally the sequel to Old Guard if the bad guys won at the end of Old Guard. The, oh, and they synth- synthesized it into a pill. It's the exact same plot. The bad guys are doing the exact same thing that they're doing in the Old Guard, except for it's Old Guard for five minutes at a time. <laughs> um and it's a good point th- there are there are some points like my, my feelings kind of overlap a lot with my feelings about the old guard there were some fun moments i enjoyed like the cast interacting with each other um uh this i mean this obviously has more visually arresting things that are happening um i think the the, the fight with the fire dude i think is friggin' awesome as hell I, I think it's even the yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's <laughs> this film has the six underground problem where it's like in the first twenty minutes you get the most amazing action scene and then it will never live up to that again. Um, but I think that that oh, scene, did, six underground. Oh man, we should talk about that forever. <laughs> <laughs> that scene is also very extraction. While we're talking about extraction too, I feel like they that mirrors the best yeah. scene yeah. extraction quite a bit. Yeah, but just like the way it's choreographed and the way that character had. Uh, set up those different buildings in that apartment complex so that he can move between them so fluently like everything about that scene was so rad um and i think that they're even just completely take the scene out of context and just look at the other individual powers in the film and i think all of the powers do not have the same um excitement that this flaming dude has in this film um so that was kind of you know uh an annoying thing um but i i think for me one of the things that I hate the most about this film is, you know, <laughs> as you said, uh, David, at the beginning, I like world building and I need to know that the world you're building makes fucking sense. And I think yeah. that this film, it's not just that the plot you can't follow. It's that the like it's not it's not even the rules. It's just the the mechanics of the power and where they come from. Like the idea is that these pills like minor spoilers for, I guess, plot in this film is that the pills are generating these powers from some sort of animalistic abilities that things have, have in the real world. But when everybody's walking around going like, oh, what's your power? What's your power? What's your power? That clearly implies that the power that you get from take, it's not that it's not that you have, it's not like a Harry Potter, many flavored beans where you take one and you have vomit powers, right? It's, no matter what pill you take, you yeah. will yeah. gain and, and a what very animal specific explodes. ability. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I have, that's, that's what I want to get into is what animals do all these things. It, By they, the way, I, I, did look up, I did look up a few of these things. And believe it or not, pistol shrimps are pretty yeah. badass. That yeah. is a thing. They, they are. I don't think they work the way this film thinks they work. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> we'll get into uh, that in uh, we'll get we'll get into that in spoilers. But I'm uh, sure there was some there was some conversation at some point where it's like, okay, the the obvious choice here is that there are different kind of pills just extracted from different kinds of animals, and you take the pill that you want to give you that animal's power. Yeah. And then someone said, no, let's twist it around, let's make it random. I think it's a good idea. It did not execute well. Yeah, but they they it edited was, that in somewhere through the writing process or or people took their their draft and went to separate rooms and wrote stuff and then came back and compiled them or like it was one of those things like in a cartoon where like they're running through the hallway and they bump into each other and their scripts get mixed up and then they kind of like yeah. scoop them up and then run yeah. into their rooms and they made a whole movie about it and it doesn't and it's a mess it just doesn't yeah. freaking make sense another thing <laughs> is there's a lot of stuff as, as you guys said this this film has a lot of style and there's a lot of flashy things but the problem is that some of the flashy stuff does not it, like it creates holes in, in the thing because they want to do this visually flashy thing, but it doesn't make sense to where the plot's going. When you, when you, if you watch any of this film, even watch the trailer, the pills work like this. You have a pill that seemingly has either two different chemicals or there's something that's separate about the pills. And when you're going mm-hmm. to take it, you twist it and then you swallow it. The twisting is what combines whatever it is and activates it you know it's like a mission impossible red light green light thing (laughs) and as soon as you combine them then the pill is active and you can take it correct me if i'm wrong 
But in the very first scene that Joseph Gordon-Levitt interacts with a kid, the kid twists the pill and then he goes to swallow it and then he snatches it out of his hand and he's like, I'll save this one for later. I don't think that you can just do the twisty thing and then twist it again later. You know, it's like a glow stick. Once you've done the cracking, it's it's fucked. (laughs) It's wasted. Yeah. So they don't explain if you can untwist it. And I assume the answer is no. No. But that it. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been funny if he was if you had like five seconds to go. Oops. Never (laughs) mind. So I didn't notice that he was taking or saving that one. I thought he like grabbed it and then threw it or whatever. No, because she she makes him pay five hundred dollars for it. And I I don't think she had because she had. I thought she was selling to him separately. But she only had three. And for some reason, Joseph Gordon-Levitt lets the other two. I guess he didn't know they ha- each had one because it's three guys who each have one of the three that she got out of her box. And then, yeah. I, the thing, the rule that, that really drove me crazy was what is the permanent effect of taking one of these pills? Because some characters <laughs> get their natural look back and some have really weird but kind of interesting scarring. Yeah. And I just I it drove me crazy. Well, I, was, I just kept thinking like okay, so the fire guys the, the, Yeah, like what? are the fire the, guys not fireproof? But the, no guys, you're missing the obvious thing here is the fire guy is fireproof for 5 minutes, but he's emitting fire. So when that timer runs out, he's still on fire. He has to put himself out, right? Like so Oh, if, so he'd be horribly burned. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as your timer runs out, if you're still in a bunch of flames, you got to stop, drop, and roll as fast as you can because that fire doesn't magically go away. So for the bone guy, does his bone slide back into his arms and legs, or is he? Are we talking about like Wolverine elbow? <laughs> yeah, or as soon as his is over, it's like he has to have dramatic surgery to put everything back I, in. I, I mean, because yeah, there's also the bendy bone guy who's like the, the that rat was gross. That yeah. Fit under stuff. Oh, I yeah. didn't put that together. I was trying to. Yeah, I was paying they, close they, attention the second time. They said it was like yeah. a frog, right? That can break off parts of his bones to attack a thing. I don't think those frogs yeah. retract those bones. I think they're just broken. They're out. Yeah. Yeah. Until, you know, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Until you heal somehow. <laughs> so that guy has a really bad couple of months every time he uses his power. <laughs> this does uh, remind me of the overlap of this with X Men, too, because like Wolverine, yeah. it hurting when he shoots out his claws, but because he's invincible, he can do it. I don't know. It, it reminded me of the rules of this a little bit, if you can call them rules, which no. I bet there are not many. This guy was definitely not and invincible, w- though. <laughs> no. Uh, I did like how often you could just shoot these people. They were just like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, you're super strong. Uh, and then I did like, so if we want to play that game of connecting all the animals to the powers, uh, so which one would, makes you bulletproof? I think they show like an armadillo or something like forming a sphere and that Maybe. made that. Sh- yeah, it was something, it was something with scales, right? Yeah, that yeah. was. I like the bulletproof one. I love the visual of, I, I don't think this is a spoiler because it's early enough in the movie. Joseph Gordon-Levitt getting shot, getting shot and it giving him a concussion, even though the bullet flies off. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I like, I enjoyed that. I didn't understand why his eye was red for the rest of the movie. Because he has, like, blood pooled in his eye. It was, like, a nasty concussion. Yeah. Was He's it fucked blood up. He should not be a, running around. Was it blood as a result of the shot? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think did so. Did you... Blood shot? Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> the other thing, I, I did appreciate this was the first time in many years we have seen Joseph Gordon-Levitt get back onto a bicycle, which we haven't seen since <laughs> And he hurt amazing, himself. Yeah, he I hurt read, himself in production. I read that. Uh, the amazing movie Premium Rush, a yep. delightful treat that you should definitely not watch because it was stupid, unless you like Michael Shannon chewing screenery. That film is great. great. That film is great. I am disconnecting <laughs> you on. from this call immediately. <laughs> no Don John, but... You know. Oh, it was so stupid. But it was really good, stupid. That's what I love about it. But yeah, uh, what was uh, the, the the woman who uh, gets really cold? I, I don't. Do they talk about like temperature regulation wait, wait. or something? I don't know what. We should talk about that one in spoilers because that's another thing okay. that I think I want to know about that. That also ties in with my dubious ethics of this movie as well. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. There's a kidnapping scene that made me very uncomfortable. Uh, threatening to kill a child's mother is oh my god! Like gunpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, good lord. Uh, there's some very interesting sexual jokes in this movie that I think we should talk about. Uh, and then uh, the other one is the bank robbery scene. Um, an amazing, amazing visual thing going on there with uh, camouflage. I thought that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was cool that Gautier was in this movie. Oh, there it is. <laughs> now I'm disconnecting myself. 
<laughs> yeah, so um, do we think there will be a sequel? I think they're definitely teeing up a sequel. Well, that, Whether they will get one, they got to finish the trilogy, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, there's a pretty good, like, strong wink to the camera that, like, I am not doing a sequel <laughs> at the end of this movie. That was really funny. I was waiting for some kind of hint of the sequel, and then it's just like, no, camera, I'm not doing it. Sorry. I feel like it'll happen. I think, yeah. especially this kind of movie. Assuming, I think we're all assuming quarantine will never end, right? <laughs> and yeah. If if that's true, then movies like this that can be done almost entirely over green screen that are owned by Netflix, I feel like just assume all of them are going to have sequels. Yeah, but we never got a sequel to Daylight, or sorry, Bright, the mm. the Will Smith magic wand movie, and that I, I thought you know was definitely sequel worthy. I mean, it was mm. terrible. It was psychotic. It was like a <laughs> I mean, it was like a bad dream. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But I definitely watched the sequel. True. <laughs> yes, I think this movie would have been better if it had some Charlies. That's all I'm going to say. It was sure. missing Charlies. I think we had like one woman, uh, adult woman in the movie, which is really embarrassing uh, as the as the bad guy gal um, who barely had any lines. She most of her was like over radio in like a video game sequence. Uh, I don't know who she is, what she works for. Like, yeah, no idea. You know what? I, you know what I do love, she, though? She's the mother of, of no. the guy from Old Guard who wears the suits with the hoodies. No way. Oh, my God. That's actually really good. Um, I do love a, any movie that has a sweeping shot of a uh, shipyard at night. I'm on board. Oh, yeah. I love a shipyard. A good shipyard scene is is where it's at. Uh, and I, by the way, when you watch this movie a second time, you realize why they start the movie with the shipyard, because uh, they're going to end the movie with the shipyard. And there's like the <laughs> trucks and you're like, you like you start to go, oh, I see where everything's connecting here. Uh, but if, if only there was somewhere in our city that you could go to to get that same feeling. Uh, where? Alameda? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. OK. No one goes to Alameda. People only leave Alameda. <laughs> oh, I'm throwing down now, baby. Uh, I did live there and I left there, so... Yeah, I know. That's why I'm bringing it up. Yep. So I did like, because um, you mentioned the shipyard, and this movie does make a point, albeit it's kind of pandering, but to be like, we are New Orleans, we're a New Orleans movie. You know, Jeff Gordon-Levitt is going to have a Saints outfit where he's like a part of the city and he's rooting for the team. There are references to Katrina and like the last time we counted on guys in suits to look after the people of New Orleans. And there's some like metaphors there that... They don't all work, but they are trying to make this be about, like, the war on drugs and, like, CIA being complicit in the war on drugs. And I, I thought it was kind of, like, fun themes that it was bringing up. Like, it, it felt like it was trying to do more than your average dumb Netflix movie. I don't know if it succeeded in it, but I at least liked the specificity of the location. Like, I, every time it reminded yeah. me where it was, I was like, hell yeah, this is cool. I want to I wanna go to New Orleans. So I am not a sports person, but to me, this sounded like... Everybody in the world cares about football constantly. That's all they talked about. And so I did have to check with a friend of a friend who is from New Orleans. And yes, the Saints are a really big deal. And yep. people talk about it a lot. I had no idea. And I thought this is really weird to, to talk about this constantly because I don't give a shit. But I just wanted to bring that up. It's real. Yep. I also uh, I like I like the fact that people can OD on powers. That That's all I'm going to say. So, I like, I so like that's, that thought. That's, that's what Chris was referring to with the, the guy who just blew yeah, yeah. up. So yeah. you, when you said which animal blows up, I was like, it could just be ODing. Yeah. No, but I think, it, I think it's different. I think the person I'm thinking of that blows up, it is the same as the what might be a myth of like ecstasy. Some people just can't process it and they'll just die if they take it. That's what Dare taught me, at least. When I was <laughs> <Jesus. growing up. laughs> could be a total lie, but I felt like... I felt like this was a parallel of that, right? Because Joe Scrutton-Levitt gives the same speech of like, but they don't tell you that like one in X people, if they take it, they just die. They just explode. I couldn't and, quite place his accent. I felt like he was a little bit pulling, trying to pull like an Austin, Texas thing. It was mm. really bugging me. And I also was offended that he was wearing a football jersey for 99% of the movie. Because like, do police officers wear football jerseys? Is that a thing? That's just, that was bizarre. Yeah. And then the other scene, of course, he's uh, in, a, in a towel. Not, yeah, I like I like the towel scene too. Not because he was in a towel. Great. I thought that was very funny. It was a yeah. pretty good scene. Is it possible? Did we put stock in the idea that he was dressed as a police officer, and then in lieu of this cultural moment, they like green screened like like they just CG applied like a saint's outfit instead, so they wouldn't have the visual of a cop like running around doing all this. What's wrong with the cops? 
<laughs> not not gonna weigh another. Okay, I did not. I don't know really know what you're referring to. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose they CG'd everything else in this movie. I would love to see behind the scenes of this and try to understand how they filmed all this crazy stuff. Uh, so that you, just to be clear, though, we're not talking about the frozen woman because that is that is that's we'll spoiler talk about spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's great. some definite there's some specific things I want to say about the whole conceit of that entire scene. Um, that scene is amazing, <laughs> by the way. Holy yeah, shit! Uh, yeah. that's where my my favorite character appears in that scene the uh, the South American drug lord. I love her. I want to see another other movie with just her because she was so awesome yeah do we get to see any women like fight in this movie yes her bodyguards fight and die very mm. quickly <laughs> true okay yeah you're right yeah yeah <laughs> sorry but yeah not not a lot and of course we get to see someone fight for their life but we're not talking about it apparently yet so there's that <laughs> I'm I'm right now just going through Google image search for this movie, looking at every frame of Joseph Gordon-Levitt and trying to figure out if this is a CG Don jersey. <laughs> it's not. I'm so, just kidding. I don't, I don't think it is. I think it's more their cheap way to show that they're definitely in New Orleans. Yeah. How do we feel about Joseph Gordon-Levitt's 2020 career moves? Because you've got this and you've got the, the uh, 7500, yeah. I would argue, racist movie uh, on Amazon that I also watched twice. <laughs> Uh, I like to be thorough when I watch movies. I want to make sure I, I can't I catch possibly everything. dislike this. I must have just not got it. Let me try this again. That is literally how I approach everything in life. If something, if I don't like something and other people do, I'm like, something's wrong with me. I got to, I got to really dig in here. So does uh, that mean you don't rewatch movies you like more than once? Do you only do this when you don't like a movie? Because that must be such shit. a sad existence. <laughs> that is a really good point. I. One of the movies I watch rewatch quite often though is Rudy. That is the perfect movie. Mm. So that that is one I, I will rewatch. But yeah, I like to watch the the good bad and sometimes leading towards bad bad movies again just to be sure because you never mm. know so, something I may have missed. Like Rick and Morty, I don't get it, don't like it, but I keep trying to watch it because like maybe I'm missing something here. You definitely are. But I will say, if Rudy had some pills that had power in it, maybe they would have put him in more plays. Are we talking about the Cosby Show? Just so just so we're clear. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Rudy's the daughter in the Cosby show. No, we are talking about the Sean Astin epic adventure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh, I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, and then, of course, he went on to have a lisp and be a steroid taking bodybuilder in 51st Dates, which was a very weird decision. Uh, yeah. Big fan of Rudy, though. Movie makes her cry every time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on board for JGL's life choices so far. I agree that 7500 is for sure problematic. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> yeah. racist. But I think he is pretty good in it, and he doesn't yeah. do that much that is problematic. And uh, I don't know. He's he's getting that money. I'm I'm into it. I bet they filmed that in a weekend in a room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he was really flying a plane, <laughs> so it's probably pretty cheap. That's, that's pretty <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Yeah. I was waiting for Harrison Ford to come in and just be like, get off my plane. I think I, I mentioned in the review. Yeah, for sure. I did that. That movie, I was so ready to forgive it if it was based on a true story. And then when I learned it wasn't, I was like, oh, this is just racist. <laughs> Wait, how come I've heard you say that before? Did you? Oh, you reviewed that yeah. movie. Yeah, I listened, listened to it. To That's why you yeah, yeah, I listened to the episode. OK. I was going to ask if you decided to rewatch it after you listened to our review. I think I watched it, then I saw your review, and then I watched it again just to be sure like I catch all the things you guys were talking about because I'm and a very I, respectful listener. Yeah. I think the same is true of Project Power. Like I would forgive all the plot failures if this was based on a true story, <laughs> but I'm I'm afraid I don't think it is. I was curious that it, it's not based on – I read uh, in Wikipedia an X-Men Marvel comic called Powers or something like that. This is just its own thing. Yeah, it was a script that was called The Power that I think was just sitting around for a little while. Honestly, The Power is a better movie. Project Power is stupid because I don't think they ever I, call it Project I, I, Power. I guarantee you that this was like the code name for this. It was like Project Power. And then they're like... And then they forgot to like... Delete, <laughs> I don't even delete, think they delete, forgot. Delete, delete, they just couldn't come up with anything better. Yeah. Yeah. No, pretty well, bad. Well, there was also... Uh, there, there was a book called The Power by Naomi Alderman a few years ago. And some studio bought the rights to make that into a movie. So I think like... They maybe changed the name so it would be more Googleable. That that might be what happened. Yeah. And also, yeah. Limitless was already uh, taken. So nice. Also, great movie. Robert De Niro underrated every time. <laughs> and I like the bad guy in that movie. He's in that new show did, on HBO. Did you see uh, the Joker? Perry Mason. 
Uh, <laughs> I did. I'm still recovering from that incident, uh, and my wife has not forgiven me for forcing her to watch it. As long as we're going off the rails and talking about stuff from a year ago, <laughs> did you did you guys see the uh, uh, the Grouch SNL sketch based on Joker? I'm sure I did, but it reminded <laughs> yeah, me what probably. happened. I, I didn't see it until yesterday, and it was so fucking good. Like, I can't believe I didn't see it sooner. Yeah, put that in the show notes because I got to watch okay. it. Yeah, <laughs> put in the show We won't drop it in the chat right now, so you have it. <laughs> we'll put it in show notes. Please put it in the show notes. No, the only SNL clip that I watch regularly, because, you know, every time someone says coffee is for closers, I go, nah, nah, Coco's for cobblers. And like, they go, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then I blow their minds with Coco's for cobblers. Uh, yeah, I guess we have gone off the rails. So Project Power. Let's, yeah, let's, uh, let's get back. I, I think that to talk about this film anymore, we would have to get to spoilers. So for now, what do you say, guys, if we get to yeah. verdicts? Cool? Yes. All right. Yes. And remind me of the system. But it's, it's 12 oh, options. I, I, I will I will remind you right now. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you. So David Klein, if you, yes. yourself, were going to give this a must-see, recommend with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or a must-avoid, imagine we can still see these in theaters. What would you give it? Oh, I was actually going to ask about that. Do you think this was a theater movie originally? And then they just said, nah. It, it really felt like a direct-to-streaming movie to me. Just the yeah. style. I couldn't imagine it on a big screen. But, yeah, but Bloodshot was going to be a theater movie. Oh, yeah, my okay, God. Right. Bloodshot would have made $254,000, I would, I would predict. <laughs> um, I think this is a – what was the second one? Watch with a caveat? <laughs> it's must see. View recommend with a caveat. Recommend with a caveat. That's what it. Recommend with a caveat only because it's not that great. Like it's not going to blow your mind. It's it's very like we've all talked about sloppy. It's sloppy. Uh, it's not well thought through. It's inconsistent. It's confusing. But I think there's enough there. I love Jamie Foxx. I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I thought the uh, uh, fish. What, what was her last name? I'm so sorry. Uh, Fishback. Fishback. I thought she was great. Um, and I, like I said, I love a good dockyard scene. Um, so I think it's the, the caveat is that it's just not that great, but it is it's 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 visually stimulating, and that that's enough for me most of the time. Although Eon Flux was a bad movie, even though it was very visually stimulating, uh, but this this was this what I would say is more entertaining. Stephen, well, I would say this was less visually stimulating than Enter the Void. Um, it was more visually stimulating. Than the artist, uh, so somewhere in that continuum. Uh, Wait, the artist? Are you talking about the 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 the, the Scientology movie? And I'm talking about the Academy Award winning movie that we all love and remember so well. Um, I think the Master but, is the one that you're thinking of, right, David? Oh, I was thinking of the Master. <laughs> Sorry. No, much better movie. Uh, anyway, I don't. Know. I'm, I'm giving this like a, a positive weight for rental. I feel like this was a fun rental. I had fun with it. I enjoyed my time watching it. It is not very great. It is gone the moment you finish watching it. I'm never going to think about it ever again. If a sequel came out, I would watch the hell out of the sequel. So that, that's where yeah. I'm at. I thought it was totally fine. Totally fun. If you're never thinking of it again, how would you think to watch the sequel? <laughs> what, what, af, what accent did you just pick up? What was that? <laughs> did you just fly in from Jersey just there? What was that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you're saying. If you're not going to watch the, you can't watch the sequel if you don't care about the first one. <laughs> Heckler Chris just immediately adopts a Jersey accent. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't going to let you get away with that. That was really ridiculous. Sorry, continue. What, is this where we learn that he only has an accent when he says, wait a minute? <laughs> wait a wait minute. minute. Now, Joey's Pizza is better on Carmine Street. I need that fresh pepperoni. <laughs> Don't go need there. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of which, you guys got to do King of Staten Island next. <laughs> we did it already. <laughs> we did. Oh, it's, it's like you don't even listen. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Shit. Uh, it's like it's my favorite thing is like when i listen that's where i got this tattoo from <laughs> I, I don't have a tattoo oh my god but it's like when i listen to other <laughs> podcasts that have like special jingles that they always play during the same segment in every episode and then they have a guest on they're like that's pretty catchy what is that <laughs> i'm like <laughs> what, what surprises me is that means they're playing the jingles live like into the headphones and i would have thought in post is when they do it but they must hmm. do it live because people react all yeah, the time it's so much anyway, better to do it live. editorial note <laughs> There it is. 
Anyways, I am also going to give it a wait for rental. Um, I, I like what I said about Six Underground. Just go watch the first twenty minutes of this film on repeat <laughs> because it's, it's, <laughs> until you fill ninety minutes, because yeah, it's amazing. The rest of the film, like I, I didn't, I, I there was never a point where I was hate watching to finish. I was kind of like, whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm following along. But it really, it was aggressively dumb anytime. And that's the thing, too. They don't have to continue to try to explain things. This film did not require them to come up with rationales for anything. They could have just been like, oh, shit, these pills give you powers. How are we going to stop them? But instead, they're like, no, we're going to take five minutes not doing a truth <laughs> accent. <laughs> no. Hey, Joey, <laughs> you take five. Do you even know how these pills work? Ronnie, 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 can you can you get me another beer? Come on, Ronnie. No, you're right. They didn't do the Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park did this perfectly, where they just gave you a little bit of information and they made it fun. And this, no. But yes, <laughs> so that is going to be the end of the non-spoiler part of this review of Project Power. Um, we're going to say goodbye to everybody who doesn't want spoilers for this film for some reason, and then we're going to come back and let everybody have some fun spoiler chatter, hopefully. Um, but for now, David Klein, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm D.I. Klein. Steven. Uh, Twitter.com slash SDavidMiller or SDavidMiller.com. People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning, Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning, or Instagram.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Project Power, so hopefully you are enjoying that. That music is going to fade up now, and when that music fades away, we're going to be in full-blown spoilers, so stay tuned for that. All right. We are back. Uh, it's time to twist and then pop your pills because we're gonna get we're gonna get <laughs> full blown into spoilers here. And sorry to tell you, it's probably gonna last more than five minutes. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I wish he said. No, 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 no. Walking away. Anyways, um, so where do we want to head first to in spoiler territory? Um, we can talk about Ice Ice Lady. We clearly all ice want lady. to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about Ice Lady, Christopher. All right. So, I, I said in the main review that I was really upset at the entire conceit of this entire scene. And that is to say that uh, this is a, this is a theoretical drug deal that's happening. It's the equivalent of like a weapons handoff. You have the buyers coming. It's like, imagine the same exact scene, but it's like a nuke in the briefcase instead of a bunch of pills, right? It's basically, you guys come in, I'll show you the merchandise, I'll do a demonstration of the destructive force that these can unleash, and then uh, we'll exchange money and everybody goes home and everybody's happy. They've created this thing, this cage of sorts, this uh, giant test tube, that allows them to manipulate the person inside um, so they can see how these powers react. This person takes the pill and begins to freeze. And then to offset that freezing, they turn on heaters. And then when the heaters get destroyed, she freezes to death. Why? First of all, if you were trying to do demonstrations and you're already following every single person who takes the drug and you're seeing how they react to it, why would you not just find and kidnap one of these people who survives it and put them in the cage and just show them what the power is? If there was no machine to offset her freezing, she would have just instantly died and they would have never bought that shit because the person who takes it instantly dies. They can't do anything. So what was that scene supposed to be? Because when the woman goes like, I'll take them all, we're getting out of here. It didn't make sense because what she saw was don't ever fucking take these pills if it turns out your power is ice power because you're just going to die before you can do anything with it. It just, it, that, that entire yeah, scene... Yeah, I don't get what ice power does. I, I really don't understand ice power. It seems like her power is having just really bad internal temperature regulation. Yeah. 
So uh, a lot of things happen in, in this scene that I love so much. So one, this is behind a payday loan place, which is very random. There is mm-hmm. one security guard with a clipboard. This is less security than you would get at a nightclub that the young people go to. Uh, there are ice sculptures in this place that somehow are connected to liquor machines. That shit's so real. There are bar, there are bartenders, <laughs> there are waitresses, uh, and a whole bunch of people. One of them is wearing a mask that we don't know why. Like out of this always when it always sunny in Philadelphia when they go to the orgy Wait, party and they're all wearing is he masks. The one that blows up. Yeah. He is the one that blows up. Um, but what's so good about this scene is what's happening as the woman is uh, dying, as she's freezing to death, and the camera is pointing out from the cage, and you can see the fighting, Jamie Foxx just beating up people in the background, and it's really entertaining. I watched mm. that scene a couple times. That was impressive. But yeah, you're right. I, it was pointless. I, I like that scene as well, but that also is where I ethically felt strange because this woman is dying. She needs help. Her boyfriend, husband, I, I think it was Machine Gun Kelly. I, I don't remember who was who in this, but it, it, it was someone. He's like trying to get her out, and then Jamie Foxx like rips him away and just kills him, kills and then him. she dies. Yeah. Like Jamie Foxx does not give a fuck about anyone in Jamie this movie. Jamie Foxx kills a lot of people. He 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 couldn't have he couldn't have saved her though because. Like the heaters are broken. That's the only thing that's going to save yeah. her. Like you could get her out of the glass, but she's still freezing to death. Like there's nothing, there's nothing to stop that, which is what I thought was really stupid about the showing of this power. But well, the timing really of it good, is also well, strange because what, well, first of all, I thought, I didn't think it was just that she was going to freeze to death like normal. I thought this, this regulated temperature thing somehow caused her body to react to compensate for it so like if it is really hot in there she will exude ice to compensate for the heat and therefore you can see how much like what her body is willing to do i kind of thought the ice was maybe the same as the fire skill like if you had made it cold in there then she would become fire but i I didn't really get it but she just dies so she starts to freeze and the guy with his ipad goes like oh you are about to witness a rare thing and he's like let's turn up the temperature to make it more comfortable for her and then he turns on the heater yeah and she goes from being like ice to going like oh i can make i can draw hearts with ice and blow kisses to people and like it it was it, it it seemed like the only reason she was even being able to function was because they made it hella hot in there so that way she could be fine with her temperature hey there this is christopher jumping back in from the future during the edit um so i just re-watched the scene that i am ranting about in this exact moment and it seems like the impression is that this uh the pod or the tube or whatever it is that they created was designed specifically to test a person's powers and if they cannot control the power they use the the pod to regulate that person for the five minutes it takes for the power to wear off um so that is actually what is happening in the scene it still seems weird that the arms dealer woman would want to run away with a case of these pills if she doesn't also have this pod tube thing um but I just wanted to correct uh, the complaint a little, if I could, um, so you can save your emails. Uh, just kidding. I know no one's going to write it anyways. All right. Back to our ranting. And as someone who has worked at many technology companies, most of which trying to raise money, what do we always do when we do a demonstration? We Lie. make sure it is not random. We lie, Jesus. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna walk on that one. But we make sure that is a repeatable demonstration with no risk. Right. To have it be random is incredibly stupid. They should have had someone who has like a, a normal power, a minor but power that is repeatable. Th- that's the thing, though, is they're literally tracking it's everybody stupid. who takes the pill, so they know that they could do it. Like they could have. Yeah, but they wanted to show off like the guy's girlfriend. Like, hey, come up here. They're trying to enchant her. I just don't know if I'm her. Even if this tube works and I'm safe, why would I ever buy a pill after that? Like, what a terrible power. Yeah. Yeah. That's my point. Yikes. Um, yeah. And you have the uh, South American drug lord. She's badass. I love it. I love that she has a briefcase that's bulletproof and she's running away. I mean, I, I want more of her. She was also, great. the exploding guy. Was that the first time he had ever taken a pill? 
<laughs> probably uh, no i think it is i i think some people they like don't take well to it and they just explode but I it seemed like he had the, that one ready to go in this universe right he didn't run over to a briefcase open one and take a pill right he's like get out my pill I, I think he took one from a briefcase i think they spilled or something at some point in the fight what, what was also great in this scene is the monologue that love actually guy our Westworld guy gives where he just the power. We are all going to be so powerful. Get what is your power? And I think the drug lord woman interrupts him to say, like, I got it. How about the demo? And then I think he keeps going with his <laughs> monologue to just lean into. Did I mention the power? You're going to have power. That was that's where I lost it. Like that was so that's that's kind of like a th- thing that's throughout the movie. Is this movie silly, serious, jokey, uh, uh, dramatic? Because it it went back and forth so much. Like that scene was ridiculous. His monologue it made no sense. So I I don't know that I, it really bothered me that that monologue because he could have done just a normal like this is amazing we worked really hard on this my team we're so proud of it this is going to be worth millions you're going to be so no he went full cartoonish like High School Musical insanity yeah and Love Actually guy is also to me like represents the problem with the story arc of this movie because he is like big bad number two of at least four and potentially five like this movie cannot decide what Who's bad the ba- guy. Yeah they want us to fixate on he's just yet another guy who seems like he's going to be really bad but there is only a from the time that he takes the pill and becomes that like weird cancerous blob creature <laughs> to the time that he dies it, it, it can't shredder. be more than three minutes right i feel like there's yeah. very little of that of that scene no, it's, i think it's 45 well, seconds he grew so he, too he, big to big. be able to move through that room right mm-hmm. yeah he became shredder from teenage Mutant Ninja turtles 2 mm. fair Fair. After after Shredder drank all the uh, the ooze, am I? Oh, come on! But, come but on, then like Jamie, Jamie Fox is looking for like interesting facial hair man, but he's actually just a henchman of the yeah. real person who's in charge. And the, the layers the are just. It makes more sense as a video game, I think, than it does as a movie. Also, th- so there's these two guys, and we never really get an understanding. Like the, the two guys in suits who are like the Men in Black who go mm-hmm. around, and the, one of them was not the. Biggie, the guy with the beard, who they call Biggie, which really bothered me because you can literally – you're writing the movie. You can call him Maurice. You can call him any Minerva, anything. <laughs> Don't choose Biggie. That's Maurice, like, I immediately think of the orangutan from Planet of the Apes, which I think would be no. great. That would also be a good name yeah. for that character. But you could have named him David, like anything. But no, Biggie really bothered me. Uh, should have been Tupac. But yeah, so there's this – I assume the two guys in suits are with Biggie. And they are somehow connected to the government because they can tell the police what to do. And that made no yeah. sense. So they never explained the conspiracy of because clearly the yeah. government slash CIA is somehow involved or behind this, like the military testing and all that. But then the bad guys are all shadowy and kept apart from it. And I, I don't know why they don't connect the dots there. There was something that made me laugh a little bit. So... Uh, the young woman who is also a drug dealer who Jamie Foxx kidnaps and says, I'm going to kill your mom, really freaked me out. He yeah. throws Technically, her in the, he said, in the trunk, do you like, want me to kill your mom? <laughs> thank you. He did so, nothing wrong. <laughs> he and this woman, they go to a market, and that's where the woman is told, if you have ever a problem, go to this market. She goes into an office room. Now, this office-looking <laughs> room is actually in the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah. Because that the office can be any mind. convenience store, right? Or not any any supermarket, right? They just pull that up to the back of any that supermarket. Shit made yeah. me laugh. There's a coffee machine, a desk, and it's just an. And then when they drive away, you can see the door that closes to that office. It's just a regular door. The back of that truck is like, like plaster and a white painted door with a doorknob. It was the weirdest <laughs> shit. It reminds and, yeah. me of those so videos that, you see I, when, like, uh, somebody goes into a porta potty and they move, like, an entire office of, like, Japanese businessmen up to the door of the porta potty so that when they exit the porta potty, it's into somebody's conference room. Can you, can you please <laughs> present with that in the show notes? I, I need to see that. I'll, I'll I've not seen the video. The other, yeah, um, it feels like you're relating, like, an experience we've all had, but I've definitely <laughs> never had it before. So, which animal can pop bullets out of its torso? Oh, uh, man, I knew that I used to know this in <laughs> science class because <laughs> that really bothered me. They just and I think did that happen to multiple. No, that just no, happened. It, it, to was, it was it was the, it was the lizard can out. heal. Remember? 
It can, oh, it can, and quote, it can, healing it can heal it can and regrow. So that guy literally is a Wolverine minus the claws. So if that guy and the frog guy had a child, that child would be Wolverine. <laughs> nice. Wait, you got wait. It's wait power, a man. Wait. <laughs> okay. Because uh, it took me a while to figure out how did Jimmy Fox kill that guy whose bullets pop out of him, who had the casual kind of crummy office space in the back of a truck. Um, and I guess so Jamie Foxx stabs with the knife. The five minutes runs out. And so the guy can't heal. I yeah, think yeah. that's that's how he yeah. dies. A lot of people, man, Jamie Foxx yeah. doesn't give a shit. And, and the way he kidnaps uh, Robin in this movie, I felt like the movie was doing a thing where we thought we were supposed to root for him. But then we were going to learn he's the big bad. He's like the Kaiser Soze or whatever of this movie, because he seemed so unredeemable in that moment. I, I felt and like there's something about this guy that is like, well, he can't be OK anymore. <laughs> you know, like he no, has to a be a person of- with the downfall. There's a part of the movie where they literally say, this is the bad guy. And it's a picture of Jamie Foxx. And you're like, wait yeah. a second. I'm rooting that, for him. I don't that understand. That me off so much. Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, okay. I get it. I get it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the type of person who might like just go rogue all the time and like go run into a bank to do his own shit, even though he's not supposed to. But like, what kind of fucking detective goes like, oh, you pulled a thing from your hat. And now I know the entire back. That wasn't like a file. Like he could have done like... Like something somebody may have done in a film called The Old Guard, where you provide a whole file <laughs> with a bunch of shit and go like, hey, let's carry this out, right? But no, he just hands him a picture and be like, see this guy? That's the real guy. This is the bad guy. Yeah. But yeah. that also annoyed me because this movie, nothing functionally would change, as far as I'm concerned, if in that moment, the police chief, instead of saying this is the bad guy, had said, okay, you want to really make a dent in this? this is this vigilante we've heard about that is fighting them. You know, there would be one scene for like half a minute where they think they're against each other that wouldn't exist anymore. But otherwise I feel like the whole movie would work the same way and it would be a lot less muddied. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's a lot of things that could have prevented this movie from being so muddy. I was just so frustrated with the rules and, and trying to figure out why some people's skin looked all messed up Uh, that, that I couldn't, I couldn't get past it. I answered that one for you, David. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I already answered it for you. Oh, you you. Oh, I thought you said I no, have no, an answer. I did for answer you. it. Remember, fire guy is no longer fireproof when no. his timer runs out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's answer for me now. But I was confused yeah, yeah, back um, when I watched this movie two times. Yeah. Oi. You know, so love actually guy. I was just looking at him on IMDb to see where else I've seen him before. He has had quite a career because he played in 300. He played Xerxes. Oh, shit. And in, ben, no in like the way. new Ben-Hur movie, he played Jesus. So he has just been he all over the acting map in movies. <laughs> I can't... I, I vividly... You know, I used I used to be a big 300 fan. Yeah. And uh, I, I I was at Target once. And I saw 300 on Blu-ray. It was like four ninety nine, And I bought it. And I came home. My roommate said, you know you already have <laughs> 300 on Blu-ray, right? <laughs> So I, and that's after I had it on DVD and I got the blue. So I, I ended up with three discs. <laughs> it's a problem. But anyways, I just don't see the Xerxes. That's really interesting that he was Xerxes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, talk about a sequel I did not like. Woof. Didn't mm-hmm. like the second 300 yep. movie. No, I just watched the, the first one twice. Yeah. Hated that um, one. And we're back to talking about Gerard Bartlett, who I'm glad we never really get away from this conversation. He wasn't in the sequel. We don't have to. No, yeah, a big mistake. <laughs> Not having the, the, the Spartans in the sequel until like the last 10 seconds. That was the mistake of the movie. And I was talking about this after we watched it on the bus. And my roommate was like, you know, you're shouting right now about how you missed the guys of 300 <laughs> in the sequel. <laughs> I thought, oh, OK. Uh, yeah, I should, should relax a little bit. But yeah, so this movie, uh, if we ever get out of COVID, maybe we'll get a sequel. What do you think? So what do you think? We got Extraction, Old Guard, and this Who's going to make a sequel first? What is your question? Sorry. <laughs> Who's going to get to make a sequel first? Because can you do all three at the same time? I feel like Extraction has to yeah. go first. I think hmm. Old Guard will go first. Because of Charlize. Everyone loves Charlize. You can't get enough yeah. of her. Well, And Speaking because Gina Prince-Bythewood yeah. is kind of like on a tear right now. I feel like people... like I, I think she's going to get a sequel because this was a success. And Netflix claims... It was viewed more than like any other movie ever, which who knows what. Even Six Underground? Even Six Underground? God, that movie. That was tough. That was a tough one. <laughs> that really hurt. 
really hurt, hurt a lot to watch that. Um, cool. Anything else? We have to talk about Jamie Foxx's power in this film. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. I, I, oh, okay. Set the so, stage. At the end of this film, <laughs> Jamie Foxx has been teasing us forever about this crazy power that he has that he is saving he's like i will not take this pill i'm gonna save it for an he literally at some point in time says something like i'm saving it for rainy day or some shit <laughs> and um he finally gets his chance pops the pill does whatever the hell the God metaphorical what. equivalent of this mantis shrimp thing is <laughs> and Pistol. Uh, I, uh, there's a few different names for it. <laughs> but essentially, Stephen has his problem about he literally kills like 50 people in that moment. <laughs> um, yeah. I have, he becomes Dark Phoenix, basically. Yeah, I have a problem That's, in yeah. that I, I'll be honest, I didn't know it was the shrimp until after the fact. I didn't know it was the shrimp until today. <laughs> and it still makes me more mad <laughs> that it's the shrimp thing because... It doesn't make any fucking sense. First of all, first no. of all, how could he literally hit everything on top of that ship except for the girl? <laughs> that, thank you. That, I, I, the moment that started, I was like, oh, oh, he just killed yeah. her. Oh, shit. That's really so, sad. It seems like he can bend it because some, uh, some of the times the radio yeah. kind of gets like targeted. If you, if you like when it does the, the far away shot, like, the, the little like the it, little it, rays do seems like he could fling those in specific directions but he goes like super saiyan and there's just like a void of power around yeah. him that is like well clearly there's some sort of force everywhere so here's what pisses me off first of all it can't just be the speed part of the shrimp thing that he's doing because it doesn't make any sense right because he's not moving he's standing no, we still can't, we can't admit he's that. not moving just, most of us are slower than him but like we so, all admit yeah. radiation he's not like running that. so yeah yeah so what you, the only part of the shrimp that works is the fact that the shrimp's attack is so fast that it can boil the water that closes back in on the gap between where it's, it's swung, right? So, to translate to this to this film, he is boiling the rain and using that yeah. as the attack to kill all the people on top of the ship? I don't think it Hell works yeah. that and way. This... Rain already has air between it. The boiling happens as the water rushes back together from the quick attack. It doesn't happen because the attack is power. <laughs> like... I think he's just so quick that he moves all the molecules, all the air molecules, everything just gets set to very high temperature and shoots out. <laughs> Do you and actually that, believe like, that, Stephen? That bendy power. <laughs> I believe it 100%. I will die for the truth <laughs> jesus so would that have worked if it weren't raining no it would wouldn't have. have worked that, that's what that's I was why thinking. he yeah. said i'm saving this for a rainy day <laughs> nice oh, shit i definitely thought he murdered robin i thought that was pretty pretty obvious because you're right you see like a mushroom not a mushroom cloud but you see like a, a sphere yeah. emanating from him in all directions but then he does start to see i, I thought he somehow. was gonna murder robin but then his daughter was gonna heal her so I was kind of right that, about okay. the dynamics. They just made it. And then also, she... I don't understand. There's no good way to physically show that healing someone is hard because they just have her kind of screaming <laughs> and holding her hand in front of him, and it didn't really work what, for me. You haven't, you haven't seen The Last Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> I no, what is Skywalker? What, is, what the hell is the movie called? <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. One of those. Uh... uh the end of Star Wars, hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what they should call it. Uh, that's a different Here, topic. Here's the other um, thing, though, about the stupid healing thing. Yeah. First of all, it's telegraphed, right? But the way it's telegraphed is in a way that maybe the girl doesn't know she has healing powers, right? They basically do like a throwback to E.T. where like E.T.'s like, and then like the plant starts to grow itself, right? There's no right. way that as she was leaving, she's like, well, I can't have a dead plant here. Let me heal this plant before I go. She clearly like stumbles and like tries to catch her breath. And while she's leaning against the cabinet, the plant inside the jar heals itself. So what you would expect is... The normal sort of thing where like, they're like, no, why did you die? And then while she's holding him, he comes back to life, right? It's cliche, but that's yeah. what they're setting up is that she can accidentally heal things that are near her that need to be healed. But instead, they make her just do like the, ah, once again, going super saiyan, saiyan but for healing. And 
it just it it didn't it just seemed unnecessary well, and also, how is so, she the yeah. source of all the power? Because what animal can heal people? No, because see, the the pills are generating this power based on animals. She was born with the power Chris already. Is really working hard right now. <laughs> He's really working. She, it. Like something was special about Jamie Fox, and she inherited natural yeah. power, and that's why they were studying hers because yeah. everyone else needs to take the pill to become powered and she was able to manifest some power like abilities um like that's why he's like where do you think she is now the source she is the source of the pills like they need her to create more like you said the opposite of olgar yeah Yeah. but like what about Uh, her cells if her cells have this healing power would mix to create like fire powers or other things. They seem fundamentally different to me. It's well, she's like Silas in Heroes, where she just has all the animals' powers. Mm. That's what I'm going to guess. And also the sequel, where you need the mom. Oh, I, I no, I, I think. She, oh yeah, we. Are. I think she has. We're going to get the mom. Natural power, and they are combining her power with animals to bring out their animalistic power, and that's what they're doing. But then once again, it doesn't make sense why you go like her powers plus frog that can break its own bones and attack people equals this guy when he takes the pill gets that power that that's what doesn't make sense for the audience (laughs) at home i really wish you could see when christopher is trying to make a point involving this guy and that guy the amount of rotation in his torso and the pointing at different parts of the room is gold it's like he has the rat bone power (laughs) yeah he's all over the place it's amazing (laughs) That was really watching that scene was really disturbing, by the way. Gross. Yeah. So uh, you guys fast nine, not till April. Really sad. But American Pie nine (laughs) coming in October. So not not so. Oh, yeah. Wait, when's American Pie nine coming out? October 8th, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, I've seen all of the all eight, uh, including the four, five, six, seven, you know, VOD ones. Yeah. Big fan of three. Three is definitely my favorite. The the American Wedding, even though it's missing uh, Chris Klein, but big fan of American Pie three. What do you think, Stephen? <laughs> uh, it has been too long since I've seen any but American Pie one, but I'm very excited oh. to revisit all of them. Yeah, I think we could, you know, we could really, really get a, a good taste. E- Eugene Levy actually in all eight movies. Really mm-hmm. curious if he's going to make a cameo on number nine. It is he's might, maybe time he's to gotta. maybe time to rewatch all these movies. He's really know. the Stan Lee of the American Pie franchise. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah, and Shit's Creek. He's also amazing in. But yeah, American Pie. You know, could be good. Could be good time to rewatch. Chris, you were saying. <laughs> Yeah, what, what, are you, what were you saying, Chris? It won't even make sense Chris, now. You guys yeah. just went on without it. It'll it'll just have to go like a power. You guys took more than five minutes, and now it's gone. Great. Okay. Okay. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. Okay. <laughs> Any last thoughts, guys? Uh, watch this movie so we get a sequel. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Start doing. Find your power.